This is the West Michigan Sports Show, presented by the United States Air Force. Now, here's your host, Brandon Worth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the West Michigan Sports Show presented by the United States Air Force, your home for local sports coverage here in the Big Rapids Radio Network area. Yours truly, Brandon Worth, joining you here live over the airwaves. Want to say a shout out to all of our great supporters, as well as another shout out to all of our fair goers. Heard some awesome things from this past week's Macosta County Free Fair. I saw a lot of people there and just seeing the interaction and all the support financially and especially for all of our 4-H showers and all the kiddos on the grounds. It was a super cool event and just wanted to give a shout out to all of you guys. Got to ride some of the new rides personally. Some of them were pretty epic. I really personally like that new cliffhanger. That one was certainly fun. Hopefully you guys did that. I did not get a chance to go on the Ferris wheel, which I'm still a little bummed about but it's okay. Before we get off track, because you're probably thinking, why in the world is this guy talking about a free fair when this is a sports show? Don't worry, I'm getting to the sports. Today we're diving in. Local enrollments have been announced as well as the MHSAA has put out their new classifications for enrollments. We'll go over the schools that are jumping up and down here in the state as well as enrollment numbers coming in uh, as reported here for a lot of our school systems. And of course, none of them will be completely accurate as there's still some fluctuating going on. But these are general ideas of where the enrollment is at based on the numbers received. So certainly going to be fun to see how all these numbers turn out. I've seen a couple of them already as far as trends, and it's very interesting what some of our local schools are looking at when it comes to enrollment here, and that especially will impact sports we have coming up this fall. But before we get into that as well is later on, I get into another debate. This one is going to be a doozy uh, when it comes to some of the biggest things in sports in our local area. The one biggest thing that many people would argue is what's the best weather to play sports in? Seems to be like a very hard thing to list. And trust me, it was. It was very hard, but I'm going to give you my top five weather conditions to play in. This considers elements, temperature, humidity, all of those elements. You're probably thinking, well, what about the indoor sports? They didn't get excluded. Yes, you heard that right. Indoor sports are included in this list. You're just going to have to stay tuned and find out. Before we get into it, make sure that you give our sponsors a thank you. I uh, can't thank them enough for all of the things that they've been able to do to help make this show possible. Those include Paris Auto Sales and Service of Big Rapids, Alter Care Big Rapids, the Macasa Osceola Transit Authority, the Macasa Osceola Career Center, Quality Car and Truck Repair, the Schuberg Insurance Agency, and Johnson's Automotive. Thank you so much to all those that make this show possible. And of course, how could we forget as well the main sponsor of this show the united states air force all the great things that they help us with big shout out to them uh, for helping make this possible but without further ado let's get right into it enrollment numbers and classifications have been announced for this year classifications of course uh, were announced later on these last couple months um, as well as some of the schools that will be moving up and moving down for the 2023-2024 school year and athletic year uh, and a lot of some actually a lot of local names moving moving around. So we'll be sure to highlight those um, as well as just a lot of the things moving around when it comes to a lot of the local schools enrollment, some skyrocketing up high and some of them 
going down a little lower than probably expected here in this upcoming school year. But first, we'll highlight all the MHSAA classification movement schools, and those are either moving up or down from class to class, um, as well as the overall enrollment numbers coming in from this school year based on what the numbers we've seen here this year. The first one moving from class B to class A, moving up to the top dog division, a notable school, Bay City John Glenn, a former baseball standout squad this past year uh, played really good and they are going to be moving up to Class A along with Fowlerville Garden City, Lansing Eastern Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Tecumseh will be all moving up into the big time top tier with all the big dogs up in Class A going from Class A to Class B also known as moving down one class includes a couple Detroit schools, Detroit Henry Ford and Detroit Mumford being the notable two as well as Harper Woods, a very talented athletic school all moving down to Class B alongside Plainwell, Sault Ste. Marie, and Spring Lake will all be making the jump downward into Class B. Moving up from Class C to Class B uh, includes a couple local schools. The first one on the list is Ann Arbor Green Hills, followed by Grand Rapids Covenant Christian, Hartford also on the list with Ishpeming Westwood, and then a familiar CSAA Silver team making their jump up to Class B. That would be the Kent City Eagles upcoming for this next year, and as well over down there by Lake Michigan. Mason County Central will also be making the jump up to Class B for this next year. And rounding out the list is Pin Conning in those moving up to Class B. Moving from Class B to Class C, also known as dropping down one, includes Blissfield, Clawson, Clinton Township, Clintondale, Detroit Northwestern, Elk Rapids, Fenville, Sanford Meridian, and Stockbridge all moving down into Class C for this upcoming year. Elk Rapids, a team that played very well in the women's soccer side this spring and took down CSA champs Nuego in their route to a district title and as well Sanford Meridian a school that has played against many of the local teams for the last couple of years moving up from class D to class C this next year includes Auburn Hills Oakland Christian Benton Harbor Countryside Academy Detroit Crockett Midtown Science and Medicine School Grant Travers Academy Martin Munising Rudyard and Saginaw Martin Lutheran Seminary those are the schools moving up from D to C and in the opposite direction, moving from C down to D, includes Eau Claire, Fowler, Jackson Prep, Lance School, Marcellus, Merrill, Mesick, Morency, Muskegon Heights Academy, and St. Ignace, all moving from C to D this next upcoming year. Also worth noting, a new postseason eligible tournament school in 2023. There is one school that will be now eligible for the postseason, and that includes Waterford Oakside Prep. will be able to play in MHSA postseasons for the respective sports here this next year. And of course, these numbers and these classification movements have all been made due to the enrollment break that has been announced for this year. There is 187 schools in Class A, Class B, and Class C for this next upcoming year. There is 189, the only difference there in Class D. The numbers this year for Class A is an enrollment of 807 and above. Class B follows suit with 380 to 806. Class C with 177 to 379. And Class D rounds it out with 170. 
76 students and below. Very interesting numbers when you break those down, especially when you look at how many of the overall numbers of schools. Feels like it's dropped over the last year. I mean, basically, when you look at last year's numbers, you can already see the fact that the numbers have definitely started to change here over time. And I think that's certainly something uh, that's notable when you look at really the trend overall. I mean, you just look at last year's numbers and you can already see that numbers last year were 814 and above for class A. Class B was 388 to 813. Class C was 183 to 387. And class D was 182 and below. So you can already see the numbers have already dropped down by six, seven, eight, even 10 kids in the school systems for this enrollment. I think that's something that is very interesting as we continue to move forward when it comes to classifications. I think that's going to be really interesting, and especially as you look at the state collected sports participation numbers, I think it's really interesting to see a lot of these numbers now that they are just moving all over the place. This was, of course, registered um, on July 14th. That's actually today. I think I got a really good timing system going on with how recent these episodes have been because this was just updated today as we're recording this, yesterday as you're hearing it live here on Saturday. But some of these numbers are incredibly interesting when you look at some of the specific sports and especially the participation over time. Overall, as we look here um, from 2022 to 2023 numbers, increase of 2.6% in enrollment uh, from overall the fact that we had 2.6, just about 2.5% more participation, even though we lost 3% of MHSA member schools from this past year. So we lost schools, but we gained kids, which it does end up adding up at the end of the day. But very interesting as we look, the total number of participants that was counted across 28 sports in the MHSAA sponsors postseason tournament data collection, 267,197 participants. That's a 2.6% increase that I just mentioned from the previous year, which was a 9% increase after the dreadful COVID pandemic from 20 to 21 uh, during that whole fiasco and this craziness. But out of all of the sports, I looked and I had a guess before time looking at participation and obviously making the educated numbers being around sports, what sport would be the most highest growing. And the one that is shockingly was not the one that I even imagined was going to be the highest. And that was actually wrestling. 15.7% increase over 10,000 student athletes now and over 41% increase in girls participation now is that sport is now really getting a lot of exposure in the school systems which is great and it's just crazy to think that wrestling is now is its highest number since all the way back in 2013 now obviously that's one that's shocking to me. I know for other people it might be shocking as well, especially from the COVID pandemic. Wrestling is a sport that would be considerably a much higher exposure risk than some of the other sports when it comes to illnesses, obviously from the pandemic. So that was very shocking to me. Boys bowling was the next highest on the list at 8.1. Track and field was the one that I was hoping I was number one. That one is number three um, with their 5.6% increase. Boys and girls lacrosse right behind. Girls bowling falling behind. And football continues to really rise. And it's not going to really stop. 5.2% over almost 35,000 student athletes are participation on the gridiron uh, over the last year. Just incredible to think about uh, in the whole grand scheme of all these sports coming together and Insane stuff. We're going to take a quick break back with local participation and the top five weather conditions to play sports in. This is going to be a doozy. Don't go anywhere. 
Welcome back. Kicking things off with local participation, starting in the local area right here in our station city of Big Rapids. Enrollment numbers have came in, and after a significant drop uh, from COVID all the way through 2021, uh, numbers still continuing to rise for Big Rapids. At one point in 2012, the school was at 706 students, and even a year before that, 720. And this is the highest participation that we've seen in the last 10 years and now we're starting to get close to that number again 2023 numbers here is 699 almost 700 students coming into the school system this incoming year i mean that's incredible to see the numbers continue to rise and just the fact of it is we see especially all of the schools it seems like starting to grow a little bit back up from covid uh some schools a little bit more than others though just going up the road reed city numbers came in they were once at 504 when i I was a senior back in 2018. Numbers have definitely taken a significant drop. This year coming in at 428, which is a four-student increase from last year and a total of 12 students since 2021. And I think that is pretty crazy to think about, um, especially for how much has been impacted in the area. And I think you're definitely going to see Reed City starting to get some more students coming up here real soon. Remus Chippewa Hill School District has now outgained Reed City and students once again, although their enrollment numbers have been dropping the last couple of years, even since COVID. They were once at 600 students back in 2015 and 2013, and now sitting at 457, a 10-student decrease uh, from this past year, uh, entering the 2023-2024 school year. Downwind over in Howard City in Tri-County, the Vikings, 518 of them in the school district this year, which is a significant decrease, as reported from last year, at 562, as well as a 560. 73 student count in 2021. So the Howard City continuing to see a little bit of a downfall despite a lot of their sports success coming up. Very interesting when you see the numbers over on that one. Over there down M37 Nuego sitting at 482 students, only six down from last year. So the Lions will be continuing uh, their consistent run of students really for the past four years, even through COVID. They've stayed really steady right around that little bit of a low 500 to a really high 400 mark. So staying right in that ballpark uh, here over the past couple of years, especially over the last 20 years, when you look at the grand scheme of things. Down in Grant, 469 students will be Tigers this next year in the high school system. A little bit of a drop from the 498 students back in 2022, and especially a big drop when you look back at 2009 when there were above 640 students. So crazy to think some of these schools have just really lost a lot of students, and it's just incredible to see. Over there in Stanton, to really round out the CSAA Gold Conference. 466 Hornets in the school system this year, which is a 12-student increase from this past year, and they've continued to rise through COVID. So congratulations to Central Montcalm High School and all the work they've done to get more students in the classrooms this upcoming year. Over in the Silver, Morley Stanwood uh, still sitting in Class C with 348 students. Their numbers have continued to a little bit of a slow decrease, but they're still staying 
pretty fairly steady when you look at the trend line. Uh, hoping to see some more, especially in the football program, because we'd love to see the Mohawks uh, doing well on the gridiron once again. Kent City is a school that is continuing to seem to rise. They once were in the 320 mark back in 2013, but have now gotten their way all the way up. The first year this year, they've cracked 400 students, 405, as well as being bumped up into Class B this next year. So congratulations to the Eagles. Can't wait to see you here on the big stage there in Class B. Well, I guess the the, the semi-big stage when you consider uh, Class A, I guess, if you consider that in the grand scheme of things. White Cloud uh, seeing a little bit of a decrease in enrollment after a little bit of a rise last year, 245 in 2021. Then they jumped up to 259 and now back down to 242 entering this upcoming school year. So just a little bounce around, but White Cloud has certainly stayed consistent. And then obviously to wrap it all up, the Lakeview Wildcats sitting at 279 uh, in their school system, continually dropping a little bit and potentially on this trend we could see in the next 10 years, um, unless they get students based on the numbers, uh, could be dropping down to Class D. So hopefully we get some more Wildcats uh, in the school system. They've had some very good programs and sports in years past, and hopefully we can see that here coming up here real soon. But that's the CSA enrollment numbers. Definitely seeing uh, a very common trend when it comes to a lot of these school systems. Obviously, the schools that have been expanding and have a little bit of upgraded facilities, such as Kent City and Big Rapids, are seeing higher numbers. And then you see a couple of them that are a little bit necessarily losing students, not because of the lack of facilities, uh, but necessarily being in an area that has a school that's kind of taken away from them. So you kind of see that a little bit there um, with schools like Lakeview, for example, Chippewa Hills a little bit with Big Rapids, obviously Reed City the same way too. Uh, Necessarily those schools just kind of going down a little bit just due to some of the students moving over into those newly branded and updated schools uh, here for this upcoming year. It'll be very interesting to keep track of. I thought it'd be an interesting way to bring it up here on the show because I think a lot of it goes in to see how a lot of these schools are progressing and especially when you consider their athletic programs numbers mean a lot we've seen especially through covid how much participation can be affected by the numbers in the school system especially availability concerns when it comes to a global pandemic that we had two years ago and i think it really brings into light how much the participation really matters and how much it means to be able to put teams together on the field and being able to compete because there's been a couple of schools over this past year that have been unable to compete due to lack of numbers. And I think the pandemic is still affecting that to this day personally. So I think that's something that's very interesting. uh, And that's something that we can keep track of and really kind of look at um, in a analytical perspective here over the next coming years and see what happens, uh, especially in our local area. It'll be very interesting to see. But anyway, moving over now into the debate of the day, it's time to debate the best weather conditions to participate in sports. And now this is an interesting one because there's obviously a lot of different elements. There's a lot of different temperatures. There's a lot of different things, but there's pretty much kind of a common theme when it comes to this top five list. Uh, and some of you are probably saying it's nice weather. And I'm going to say, no, that's not it at all. Uh, there's some fun weather to play sports in that aren't as pleasing to the fans. And I'm sure many of you are probably getting the gist of where this list is going. Yes, it is going to be candid and chaotic at the same time. Yes, I did just use those words back to back. And I totally think that it is represented here in this list. But here we go. Top five sports weather conditions 
to play in. Number five on my list, this is the most consistent and the most stable, and that is indoor weather. And you're probably thinking, wow, that was a lame choice to start it off. 70 to 80 degrees uh, inside, and I think that definitely can be uh, one of the most consistent and obviously probably the most likable conditions because they're very consistent. You can have breeze in from the, the AC if you're competing necessarily in a sport uh, like basketball that's continuously moving um, in a really short space. So I think that is definitely definitely one that you have to put on the list even though it's not necessarily a true true sports weather condition um, but it's the most consistent one that you play sports in so the indoor the regular orthodox simple indoor temperature and weather inside uh, is going to make the list number four on my list 60 to 70 degrees but there's a catch this is with a light rain if you're playing football it is one of the most fun weather conditions that you could ever imagine. Wonderful conditions, rain, 60 to 70 degrees. It's not too cold. It's not too warm. And you're just going to have a fun time. Soccer, this applies the same way where you can be able to implement slide tackles and just a lot of really kind of, it seems like more highly aggressive play with obviously the forgiveness of wet ground and being able to necessarily kind of treat it just like a kid again, going outside in the rain, getting wet uh, and having a fun time. Number three on my list, this is where I can guarantee I'm going to lose some of you. 30 to 40 degrees cloudy with snow. Personally, I have competed in this plenty of times and there's been times I've loved it and there's been times I hate it. The reason it makes it at number three is because when it is snowy, it is cloudy. And I'm not necessarily saying it has to snow. I think the snow could be an added bonus um, if it's a light snowfall. If Now, if it's dumping blizzard style, uh, yeah, absolutely not. That's going to make number 47 on the list of worse. The only one I can imagine that's worse is about 90 degrees with 100% humidity. But I will absolutely nine times out of 10, take this weather over it being too hot. And especially in the fall sports, many of you know what I'm talking about. It is brutal to be able to have to warm up and stay active, to be ready for these type of conditions to warm up. But I think when you actually get warmed up, it is very enjoyable to play in, especially in the snow with a lot of these sports necessarily. The only one that I think could necessarily be uh, a little bit you know, a little bit sketchy, and I think necessarily with this sport, it'd be all right canceled, would be softball or baseball. Uh, but when you consider uh, running, soccer, uh, a lot of the, especially the winter sports, especially, uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting weather condition, but I think it is an underrated one. And you can call me out on that take. That don't matter. This is my show and this is my rankings, but you can disagree with them. Let me know in the comment box on WBRON.com if you disagree. Number two on my list. 65 to 75 and sunny. Beautiful conditions. It's not too warm. Having a breeze coming in onto the field of play uh, definitely can boost up this, I think, weather condition altogether. And it's the most fan-friendly, enjoyable uh, experience, I think, overall for a sports fan. Nothing go beats going outside uh, and being in the nice sun and being just completely clear of any sort of rain any snow any ice any anything that you could think of that could affect the perfect necessarily outdoor temperature and weather condition and there's only one that's higher than this one on my list and that one is 50 to 60 degrees and clear under the lights under the lights is the best 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 experience you can have i think personally as a student athlete i've done it plenty of times myself both in high school and in college and it is absolutely glorious every time clear no clouds and just 
epic sports under the lights clear temperatures no worries and it's just an it's just another level when it comes to being able to compete you feel that energy that adrenaline that boost from how wonderful that weather is that's my top five let me know how i did on the comment box at wbrn.com that's going to do it for the west michigan sports show be sure to tune in next week here on june 22nd excuse me july 22nd the summer's flying by so until next time here on the west michigan sports show i'm brandon Worth signing off